Join Sarah Weiss in the infinite field of energetic aliveness and heart-centered wisdom. This is the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. It's time for a new alignment between body and soul, earth and cosmos, and heart and mind. This is the Earth Love Spirit Podcast, where we explore the way of embodied and grounded spirituality. I'm your host, Sarah Weiss. Today, my guest is Yolanda Williams. She is one of those quietly powerful women. Yolanda is the host of Reiki Radio Podcast and co-founder of the Mind Body Energy Project and creator of the Seekers Circle. Yolanda is full on new paradigm. I hope you'll experience her as I do, an amazing light in the world. Hello, my dear. You there? Hi, I am. Well, it's so nice to connect with you again. I know. It is so nice to connect with you again. This is like the best surprise. But I, I mean, I really am so excited. One, because I love connecting with you, but also I think it's fun to be on the other side, the other side of the conversation. So I want to thank you for even having me and considering me as a guest. Oh, for sure. I was waiting for another time when we could connect. I would love for people to know a little bit more about you, how you activated your spiritual being when it happened, and how you've been walking this path. You know, that's actually one of my favorite questions, and I swear the answer changes every time <laughs> I'm asked. <laughs> you know, I always think back now, hindsight, to, you know, how I grew up. I was an only child, and I was always very observant and always thought to be very introverted and very shy. So um, I grew up just very sensitive to people and fascinated by people, by their behaviors and the way we would interact and all of these things. So I've always been um, in love with human nature and just very curious about our journeys and why we're here. And then fortunately for me, after having a very traditional path, working in finance and all of these things, I went through a layoff and I really did think it was a gift at the time because I was stressed out. I was burnt out. And honestly, I probably would have stayed uh, regardless just because it seemed like, you know, the responsible and right thing to do. So when I went through that layoff, I was really happy at first, but then of course got hit with the realization that, had a life to attend to and I started to freak out a little bit and I started having anxiety and panic attacks which I had never experienced before and I went to have my astrology chart read <laughs> and the woman told me that um, she told me many things about my chart but she suggested that I go have a Reiki session and also learn to meditate to help manage the stress that I was experiencing. And so I went and looked up Reiki because I had never heard of it and it sounded fascinating. And so I decided to take a class instead of um, going to have a session. And so I started learning Reiki and meditation simultaneously. I was doing training for both. And that was really the beginning. I mean, it, both practices started to change my life in ways I could have never imagined. And I just follow the breadcrumbs, as they say. How old were you when that happened? 
I was, let's see, how old am I now? That was 10, so I was 33. Okay. The reason I'm asking that is because when I experience you, I experience you as someone who came in already (laughs) activated and turned on to the subtle realms. And so it sounds like you needed a on switch at a certain time in your life. Yes. Uh, 33, right? Yes, yes. The magic number, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, what? and it's funny you say that, honestly, because I had a lot of experiences, you know, from an early age on, more so with um, the non-physical, like being able to see and interact with um, non-physical energies, but it was scary to me because I didn't understand it and there was no one in my life to explain those things. So it was something that I tried to avoid or stay away from, or I was the weird friend who didn't want to be, you know, in certain environments for what seemed to be no reason. And so there was a part of myself I think I, I tried to avoid, quite honestly, for a very long time. And yeah, so it wasn't until 33 that I finally learned um, about these different layers of myself and what a gift they actually were. That must have been a lot of energy to keep suppressed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. And I think a lot of our listeners can relate to the idea, and maybe maybe this is just turning on a little sparkle in your in your hearts now that maybe you're holding something back that's been trying to come into the light of your being and that is a natural part of you. And that with the evolution of the planet and the incredible energies coming into the planet right now, everyone's getting a new spark and hopefully a little push forward into their true being. Yes. I mean, just hearing you say that, it excites me. The idea of finally tuning into that spark in all of us, but listening to it and accepting it rather than believing that something's wrong with us for tuning into that aspect of who and what we are. So yeah, I mean, just hearing you say that excites me. And I, it's amazing to watch the way things are shifting and the way we are coming online, so to speak, um, so rapidly now. You have a private practice and you work individually with clients? Yes, I work with people individually, but now with all that's going on, um, primarily I'm doing work with groups online. So thankfully we have the technology to still be able to um, come together and do the work. That's amazing. So what are you? What kind of themes are coming up in your classes? What are people bringing to you? You know, it's interesting. It's something you said at the very beginning of this. Um, before we started, you mentioned mind-body, and that has been the focus, unifying uh, mind-body or recognizing the, the oneness between mind and body. So a lot that has been coming up is people are some are feeling like their backs are against the wall and it's very uncomfortable, but a lot of people are seeing this also as a gift of like, you know what? I have nothing to lose now. I might as well try whatever that thing is or learn or study or at least explore this part of me that I never made time for or the parts of me that I never listened to. So it's been a lot of, um, personal exploration, uh, people being excited by, you know, different exercises of just self-observation, quite frankly, (laughs) and um, really trying to understand and experience 
what it means to be both physical and non-physical and one with all there is. Mm. In your lifetime, maybe you can share with our listeners some of the pathways you took and maybe some of the challenges of making the, the message of your higher being become the message of your everyday being. I have to say, when I first started in all of this work, a lot of what I was taught felt like these practices were outside of me. And I mean like Reiki and um, different energy techniques. It, it was presented in a way as if it were just something to be used outside of me. I could use it to help support other people and help them balance their energy and all of these things. And what happened, fortunately, I was uh, very diligent in my practice every day. I was meditating and doing energy work on myself But what started to happen was I started to crack open and my wounds and my just stuff started to come to the surface. And fortunately, something in me knew that it was necessary. And I understood, like intuitively understood that it was part of my healing process. And so that's actually what inspired me to start the podcast because I wanted to share with people the truth of what this process was for me. And it wasn't all pretty, but it was worth it. And while there were some challenges, I was changing in ways and learning things about myself that I couldn't have learned otherwise. And so it it just became a thing of knowing I have to be authentic. I have to tell the truth. I have to show up and share, if not just for me, for anyone else who may be going through the same thing and wronging themselves. So it's always been very important to me um, in this process that we all you know, share. I think we learn, grow, and exchange, but especially so people don't come to a place of thinking they're not good enough, not spiritual enough, that they're doing things wrong. Um, I think it's very important for all of us to stand in the truth of our process. But then also having the accountability for the choices we're making. Because when you come into the process of self-observation, you become very clear, like your ego versus your higher self. And I always talk about it like the angel and the devil on your shoulder. And we have conscious choice of which one we're going to listen to. And so this responsibility starts to come. One that this level of responsibility that you may not have had before or not really taking into account the impact you have on environments and everyone you come into contact with. So there's something about the process, I think, just in our self-work that starts to show us the importance of integrating and living our practice and becoming all of these beautiful things that we talk about, like not just leaving them in a classroom. I love where you started out with this um, topic because you started out with the idea that this, that Reiki was a technique for helping other people mm-hmm. and that it was still kind of in the objectified material mind where there's something that you use to right. do something. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that, just by your practice and by the power of the Reiki energy, it led you back to yourself. Yes. And that is the living quality of a high frequency energy. Right. Light. 
that will always lead you back to yourself. So I love that. And we can just look around and see now how people wearing masks and Mm -hmm. gloves and everything, how one little movement impacts the whole grocery store. Everyone, right. You know, it's really being reflected back to us. Isn't it? It is. It's unbelievable. That's one of the things I said to at the start of this. I'm like, wow, if nothing else, the situation is showing us just how interconnected we are. I mean, truly. And um, it's a a huge reflection of how much we really do impact each other and we're not separate. We're not. I love it. Love it. When you're teaching Yolanda, I would love to get into a little bit of kind of how you do it and how you prepare for your classes, how you connect maybe with your guides or your higher being and maybe give us a little inside look to your your process there? Yeah, sure. Well, there's two different ways that I teach. So in person, I only teach Reiki in person. And before doing a Reiki class, um, I I don't just prepare the day of the class. (laughs) Like I prepare uh, kind of connecting energetically with the class and the people that are going to attend before before we even near the class starting. And part of it is because it's about us collectively. And I'm one of those people that believes we come together in these groups for a reason. And so I always ask that we learn what we are meant to learn and that we hold space and mirror for each other beautifully with respect, with love and compassion. Um, If it's Reiki class, I actually call in the energies of Yasui and Mrs. Takata. I ask that their energies come in Um, I always call in my guides, my ancestors, and also ask for those same um, beings to be present for those who are going to attend. So I believe wholeheartedly in the intention and creating sacred space for anything we do, you know, the class or um, sessions, even working on projects, I set space before I <laughs> I kind of set space before I do anything. And then for the uh, online classes, um, I do the same thing, but something that I love, I think is so important um, in any type of class is making sure that the people feel connected to each other. So that it's not just about me and me holding space or facilitating, but I really like to create environments where everyone is aware that their presence and their contribution is supporting everyone and that your experience matters and what comes up for you matters. So I really like to um, encourage people to share knowing that it's a safe space and like highlighting the connection and the choice that we decided to come and be in this class together. Mm. I think this is something that people need to hear, that when you're working with light and higher frequency energies and healing energies, a lot of the time that is spent in preparation is more energetic mm-hmm. in nature. And that's not normally recognized, you know, right. um, if you're preparing pamphlets or booklets and organizing things, everyone sees that work. Yes. But they don't see the invisible work that makes the entire experience totally different. Yes. And I think there's something really magical that you can literally have this heart connection person to person, energy 
energetically before we even come together. And I do think it really does set a stage. It reminds me of, um, I can't remember who said it. I believe it may have been a Lama or a Buddhist monk, but I heard somewhere once you can tell your level of openness or the level of work you're doing on yourself by the level of comfort people have with you. And if people feel safe to share with you and to be open with you and all of these things. So that has always struck me and has encouraged me really to pay a lot of attention to my vulnerability and my own heart. It highlighted for me the importance of purifying my heart, working on my heart, working on my vulnerability, working on my um, levels of compassion, all of these things. So that's something that I work on a lot um, in my space because I think, again, it, I think in so many ways we give each other permission, right? So if I show up in class and I'm willing to be open and vulnerable and I'm willing to hold space without judgment, it's going to inspire others to do the same. And so we just we keep inspiring each other back and forth in these ways. And I would say for anyone listening, like never underestimate how impactful your presence is. You know, I think a lot of times we think of doing work or healing work with just using the techniques that we've learned and not necessarily considering how powerful just your presence and your being is. And I think that brings us to into consideration of, you know, what it is we hold in heart and mind the way we perceive, and so on. It feels like that's like 90% of the communication that goes on. Yeah, it really is. Is there something new that wants to come through you as we're speaking here today? You mean new in terms of like information that has been coming through or what I've been working on? Um, A new frequency? Oh, yeah. So I've been dealing with that um, the past week (laughs) where I literally, it doesn't matter what time I go to bed, I am up completely like wide awake, anywhere between 2 and 4 a.m. And finally, I had to go into meditation. I was like, what is this about? And it was like, I'm shifting something, shifting, um, realigning, and I just had to stop uh, fighting against it. So much so that a couple of the days I just got up, I was like, ah, it's fine. Whatever, 4 a.m., this is the start of my day. This is my new normal for right now. I'll just have to deal with it. That's great for people to hear, Mm -hmm. especially with um, so many of my clients and students have sleep, sleep disturbances. Yeah. And I know for myself, I've had to get very, very fluid with my sleep. Yes. And it's pretty ama- amazing how it's it's kind of funny. I can get a couple hours sleep, then be up and communicating with the light and the energies. And then as soon as the sun comes up, I seem to be carried along the active energy line of the mm-hmm. sun and kept up, <laughs> kept alive, functioning yeah. for the day. And then as the sun goes down... I go back inwards, but it's it carries me when I think I should be tired. I'm right. not. You have that too? Yes, and that was the thing I had to just accept. I was like, well, I mean, even though it makes no sense for me to be fully awake at 4 a.m., <laughs> I just had to go, okay, well, I'm fully rested. 
I, whatever the reason, it's okay. I'm just going to go on and continue with my day. And quite honestly, I mean, my days were fine. It was lovely. I was okay. And um, just in the last few days, I've gotten back to getting up around six. But interestingly, I wake up every morning just a few minutes before the alarm goes off now. So I'm, I, it has been really strange in the last few weeks with my sleep patterns. But yeah, I'm definitely um, not resisting and just seeing how it all unfolds. I think that um, having space in your life and recognizing that when we're in the flow of spirit, <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily follow with the kind of nine to five right. schedule. And people fight against it. And there's good reason. I mean, they have to be at work at nine o'clock and or eight o'clock, and they're going to be tired if they're sitting at their desk. But when you decide to make a commitment to your spiritual voice and your spiritual alignment, there's something that happens that takes you out of kind of the, the whole program mm -hmm. that's on the planet. And that's kind of hard to let go of. It is. It is. It, it excites me too, I have to admit, because I, it, at this point, I mean, it just reminds me, I don't know anything, <laughs> you know, and it, it makes me curious about where we've gotten some of these practices from like why do we work nine to five and why do we say we have to have breakfast lunch and dinner at these certain times throughout the day all of these things that we've agreed upon collectively um i think it causes us to like stop and pause and really consider what is actually balanced or in harmony for me as a being and what is my system saying and what is my body doing or what is my energy doing instead of just, you know, holding myself in the bracket of this is what they say I'm supposed to be doing. And again, in these times right now, we all have an interest, well, a lot of us have an interesting space right now to be able to observe these things because we're not, um, our schedules aren't necessarily what they were before. So it's definitely been an interesting time to observe like so many layers of ourselves in new ways. So Yolanda, what's coming for me now is to invite you to do a little prayer, invocation, meditation for our listeners because the light that is pouring down through you and around you is quite exquisite. And I'd love for you to be able to share that inspiration would that be okay? Yes, of course. Okay. So one of the first things I always recommend that people do, if you're not driving, of course, and it's safe for you to do so, is to find your seat. That's what I like to call it. And it's basically just sitting without tucking your tailbone so that you can sit with a nice straight spine, but don't force anything, just whatever is comfortable for you. And then if you roll your shoulders up and back, to really open up that heart center, something in this posturing alone, you probably feel the difference, the shift in you. It brings us into being present. It's this posture of authority. And I think it points to that recognition that you have choice in how you manage your mind, your body, your energy. 
So as you adjust, find your seat and gently close your eyes. And as we close our eyes, we just come in, into the body, into the being. And if you take a moment as you breathe, just allowing your shoulders to start to fall, releasing any tension, you can maintain the straightness of your spine, but allow yourself to melt, release any tension in your back, melting around the spine so that you're firm but flexible. And on the next breath, bring your awareness to your heart center, right in the very center of your chest. And just tune into your heart energy, recognizing that you are one with the universe and the universe is one with you. There's nothing you have to do, nothing you have to try, nothing to force. You don't need an invitation, it just is. You are one with the universe and the universe is one with you. And as you breathe, start to pay attention to your auric field, that beautiful field of energy that surrounds you. You may see it, feel it, sense it. And start to tune into the air around you, noticing that there is no separation between you and the air that surrounds you. And if you release the effort, you can allow your breath to harmonize with the pulse of the universe. And before you open your eyes, just take a moment to notice what you feel like. Notice how expansive. And even take a moment to notice if you feel or sense the movement of energy, your life force through your body, your being. And on the next breath, you're going to just stretch, stretch into this energy this energy that is you. And as you open your eyes, I always like to tell people to just consider that state of peace and calm, acknowledging that you cultivated that. And it only takes a moment to come in, to check in, and to manage how we feel, how we vibrate. It really can be that simple. How are you feeling? I'm just noticing the field of oneness. Yeah, I love to start my day in meditation and normally, of course, it's much longer. But I always love, you know, just to remind ourselves that it doesn't take much. So if you think you don't have time or you don't know how to fit it in or how to create a practice for yourself, remember, it doesn't have to be some big elaborate process. It really is just like taking a moment just to tune in. And it makes a huge difference in how we move ahead. Yolanda, on your website and your media presence, do you have some guided meditations that people can download or access? I do, yes. There are free guided meditations that you can access. Um, if you sign up for my newsletter, you will get access to free guided meditations as well as 22 Days of Transformation, which is a guided journey um, that takes you through the process of what it means really to be in self-observation in ways that you can do your own energy work, whether you are attuned to Reiki or not. 
Uh, can you give us a little sample of what one of those 22 points are? Yeah, so I love that we start with actually the Reiki principles or the Reiki Gokai. So the first uh, few days of the 22 days are just focusing on those principles. So the first being just for today. So that is literally spending the day acknowledging what it means to be present. We tend to, uh, you know, be worried about what's going to happen or upset about what wasn't from the past and these different types of things. So we spend that entire day considering our relationship to presence of mind and how it impacts us to be out of that. The second day, um, being free from anger is really looking at what angers us in the first place. Because a lot of times we're just reactionary uh, based on whatever our emotional triggers are and not even being fully consciously aware of why we're being triggered. So every day you just have one particular focus as not to overwhelm you, but to give you an opportunity to really understand yourself in deeper ways. And you explain those audio recording or is it through yeah, a document? Video. So there are um, ah. video recordings as well as there's a bit of a script to go along with it. But just they're like three to five minute videos each day that um, give you the understanding of what the focal point will be. And then there are some journal prompts and exercises that go along with it as well. So yeah, there's something for you to consider and then you do your own work as you journey through the day. And then the bonus of that is that you get this beautiful download of light and healing energy that comes with it. Yes, yes. And that's what I love, I have to say, Sarah, so much is just that watching all of us start to recognize that light within ourselves, the light within each other, and so many more people now questioning that and wanting to understand that and people seeking more and more understanding around this work and just what it means to be more compassionate beings. So lovely, so mm -hmm. beautifully spoken. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the Earth Love Spirit podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to let our listeners know about you? The contact information will be in the show notes, but you can feature what you're doing right now if you'd like. Yeah, well, I'm currently working on an Oracle deck. <laughs> so Ooh. hopefully that will be out by the end of this year. Yeah, um, some things have slowed down, of course, with everything that's going on, but Hopefully, I will be able to share that with everyone very soon. And I share a lot of content around Reiki, but I would love people to know that all lineages and traditions are welcome. Um, it's not just for one school of Reiki. <laughs> if you are interested or already practicing, then I would love to exchange with you. Wonderful. So you're beyond all that competitive stuff that goes yeah. on in the spiritual world. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And blessings to all. Thanks for listening to the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.